Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor podcast with Victor Dadaj, where you'll hear stories and strategies to help increase your sales and grow your business. Here's your host, Victor Dadaj. All right, welcome to Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor. I'm your host, Victor Dadaj. I hope you're having an amazing day. Today, we have an awesome guest. He is a global thought leader who has been in AI for 15 years and has four patents in AI. He has served clients like Microsoft, IBM, Pearson Education, and more, producing $500 million in value for them. His work has impacted over 10 million lives, and he has been mentioned by the likes of former President Obama and Bill Gates. And he, Miami-Dade, the second largest college in the U.S., has, has him listed among the leading experts in AI. And he's been listed as one of the top 500 global thought leaders in AI and started by Brains Magazine. And, and so he's, you know, I'm really looking forward to talk to him. Let's welcome Manuj Agarwal. How are you doing today, Manuj? Good, good. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to have you on. So let's get started by asking you to please share your story. How did you wind up becoming an entrepreneur? Well, um, you know, the story starts uh, back in 2000, year 2000. I came to Canada from India. I immigrated in 1998. And that was dot-com boom time. There was a lot happening in technology space. And uh, with my background in software and technology, I got uh, a job quickly. But also I lost that job and a series of other jobs um, right after uh, dot-com bust, which happened in year 2000. And then it was followed by September 11th. And then the Gulf War started. So it was a very um, you know chaotic period uh, economically speaking, and I lost like four jobs within two years, and that's when I realized you know job security is not something uh, that exists anywhere on this planet, and it um, and I decided to uh, create my own software consulting company. So that's how um, I got into entrepreneurship. Got it. All right. So you came here in 1998 from India. You went you know you went to Canada. Um, you were excited about it. You know, you had a software background, but over the course of several years after the dot-com bust, things were very, you know, fragile. You had several jobs. You had four jobs in like three or four years, and you realized after a while there was no uh, security. So you wound up starting your own uh, software consulting co company. So you mm -hmm. might tell, uh, tell, share a little bit about how those first couple of years were doing consulting on your own. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, as uh, most people will attest to, like um, people who are uh, technology, like they are people like us who are like experts in something, we think that we go to the, uh, you know, the market, um, you know, we'll set up a company and clients will just line up um, outside our door. That is the perception we have. But when we go into the real world, it's a very noisy world. And so when reality hits, you realize it's not easy to get clients. And that's what happened with me. So, you know, besides my expertise in um, technology, I had to learn everything about uh, business, marketing and sales and operations, um, customer service. All of these things were not something that I had ever done before I, I was trained in. But without all these um, extra uh, abilities, it is almost impossible to build a business. So those were the few uh, struggles that I had to go through initially when I started the business. 
Yeah, and that happens with a lot of people. You know, they, they're good at one thing, so they figure, let me go on on my own. It's going to be a piece of cake. But then you realize you have to wear several hats. Yes, and yes. Um, uh, Michael Gerber writes about that in the book, The E-Myth, um, because they realize you have to wear several hats. And you realize, man, I got to do customer service. I got to do sales and marketing. So I guess it made you a better all-around person because um, yeah, you realize you, you, you were able to learn so many different things. So... Um, it says here you wound up going from two dollars a day to the boardrooms of Fortune 500. So, you mind sharing a little bit more about that journey? And I guess, um, learning these some of these different skills like customer service, sales, and marketing probably helped a little bit as well. Would you, uh, is that the case? Um, yeah, uh, yes, and no. So, um, uh, the, the, the story behind the two dollars a day, you know, my uh, I grew up in India working in a factory. Uh, for two dollars a day. So, um, you know, I, I was um, uh, in India. I was like a. I grew up in a very small town, and uh, without a lot of opportunities, without a lot of like uh, opportunities for employment or higher education. So, I ended up starting uh, my career at fifteen, working in a factory. Now, fast forward as I went through my journey of you know working on software, I was I turned out like you know I was able to. Uh, help many startups, many companies, not only startups, but uh, mid-sized companies. And I always wanted to go higher and higher and work for, you know, bigger names. So uh, what ended up happening was around 2005, 2006, I got my first chance to work with a large company. So it was Microsoft. And I saw how uh, how companies differ from uh, in scale. You know, when you work with a startup, they go really fast, but they don't have a lot of money. When you work with a large company like Microsoft, they go very slowly, but they have a lot of resources, a lot of people. So uh, I got to see both sides of the equation. And uh, yeah, I mean, that was the journey to go from $2 a day to uh, to the boardrooms of Fortune 500 uh, to learn uh, and see how these companies become so big and how they uh generate so much profit and and grow so fast okay now that, that's really good yeah so you got to see everything you start out with the small to mid-sized firms you, you learn how they work and then finally you got your chance in 2005 2006 to work with microsoft which is one of the larger companies and um you got to see how they do things which is you know different from the way the other firms uh do it so you get to see how pretty much all the firms do it uh yeah, yeah. now what this uh, the, let's talk about relationships in our lives and our business. How important are relationships? Well, that is that is the thing that I realize, right? So when we talk about sales and marketing, at the end of the day, it is all about creating relationships with people um, uh, through marketing, through sales. Uh, and uh, I found out that in business um, and in personal life as well, um, what really matters is not what you know, but who you know and how um how trust uh, trustworthy are you in their eyes and so basically relationships are the most important and most valuable thing in life and that's what i learned through my journey of entrepreneurship so even if you are uh, you know if you have the the best skills in the world you have the best track record in the world the best resume uh, best capability if you're not able to build relationships, if you're not able to communicate with people, that is not going to take you far. 
but on on the contrary if you are mediocre you know if you don't have a lot of skills but you are good at communication you are good at building relationships you can find the people to to complement your skill sets and do the things that you're not uh, really good at yeah that makes sense uh, the more and you can have all the skills in the world but if people don't like you they don't trust you they're not going to work with you so relationships are very important and like you say you don't have to know everything and you you, you could see each other people hire other people to do the things you're not good at but yeah, definitely relationships are key. And I don't think enough people will focus enough on that. You, The more relationships you have, the better your business. There's definitely some good stuff there. Um, next thing I'd like to ask you is, um, you know, someone's trying to grow their business. How can they achieve exponential growth in their both in their life and in their business? See, exponential growth, first of all, uh, you have to uh, understand what exponential growth means. A lot of people don't really understand the definition of success uh, specifically for themselves. So I, when I work with a lot of our clients, the first thing I ask is, okay, what, what does success look like for you? And 90% of the cases, they say, oh, I want to have a million dollars or $10 million or $100 million in my bank account. That's what success is to me. So then I ask them, okay, let's assume tomorrow you have that much money in your bank account. Now what? So they say, oh, you know, I will go and get a house. I'll retire my parents. I'll go on a vacation. I said, okay, it's fine. If you have $10 million, you've done all that. You, you got a new home. You retired everyone. You got, a, you got on a plane, went around the world. You still have money left over. Now what? And so they don't have a lot of answers after that. Okay. So... So when I so tell I then I tell them guys, the definition of success is not about money. The definition of success is what kind of experiences you want in your life, and who do you want to have those experiences with. So list it down in a, in a very detailed format so that you know what success for you looks like. Now comes the exponential part. So once you have a very clear idea of what success looks like. The exponential part is to how to get to that experience as quickly and effortlessly as possible. So um, because most people think, you know, if I need to attain success, I need to, you know, go to Ivy League college. I need to like go through 10 years of internship, what, whatever their idea of, you know, uh, closing that gap is. But they fail to understand uh, the thing that we discussed earlier. It's never that we get success on our own. Always there is somebody who opens a door for us, a new opportunity, a new business deal, a new job opportunity, whatever that is. So what I tell them is once you have clarity on uh, your success, then get clarity on who can help you get there faster and then start to build relationships with them. And there is a specific framework and process we go through to build these relationships at scale. And we use technology and AI to do all that. But that is the idea to get to that level of success quickly and easily. All right. Some good stuff there. Yeah. You know, you work with them so you have to figure out what is their definition of success. A lot of people don't really realize that and they don't go deep down enough. And you make them realize it's you know what kind of experience they really want in their life and with whom that they want. 
And then once they get clarity, it says you have to focus on who can help get them there. So that's what that's again where the importance of building relationships really comes exactly, in. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you talked about AI. So um, so obviously you you know you've had a lot of success working in AI. How does it feel to be one of the global thought leaders in AI, which is really in the last couple of years has gotten really important. So you want to talk a little bit also about how it feels to be a leader and also the importance of AI for businesses. Uh, so let's talk about that first, because uh, that's an important point. Uh, AI is uh, already disrupting our economy. Um, it has been there for, uh, you know, AI has been around since the uh, 60s. But since the year 2000, it has really transformed our economy. Most people don't realize it, but AI is already controlling our lives in many ways. So if somebody orders something on Amazon, the reason why they get that package the same day or the next day is because of AI. Um, you know, if uh, if you uh, if we are talking uh, on this Zoom call, uh, sitting across like thousands of miles, it is because of AI. Uh, so uh, if 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 somebody takes out their mobile phone from their pocket, everything on that device is controlled by AI. So the idea is that AI is already here, and furthermore, now we are getting into the uh, sort of the next phase of uh, AI revolution where this AI revolution is going to be 100 times bigger than the internet revolution. So in, if internet created like, I don't know, 100 billionaires, AI is going to create 10,000 billionaires. Um, the, the, the CEO of um, IBM has said that AI is going to add about $10 trillion to the world economy by 2030. And currently the world economy is about $96 trillion. So that means more than 10% of the world economy is going to be added to uh, by, by uh, 2030 by AI. And on the flip side, the CEO of uh, Google has said, and Peter Diamandis, he was a very prominent entrepreneur, he has said that um, AI, if uh, there's going to be two types of businesses by the end of this decade, uh, one which uses AI fully and one which... Um, which are no longer in business. So those are the odds uh, for and against AI. So that's why it is so important right now for people to pay attention to this. Um, the second thing you asked me, how does it feel like being a global thought leader? Obviously, it, it feels surreal to be in this position and uh, exchange ideas with other thought leaders. But I want to point out what it means to be thought leader. I think it's less about me. It's more about how we can exchange ideas with other thought leaders and, and create uh, impactful solutions and, and create more impact on people. That's what's important. Okay, now some great stuff here. Yeah, so you mentioned that Amazon uses AI, like when you order, Zoom calls do it, mobile phones have used AI. So it's, it's, it's been around, it's being used, and it's going to continue to grow. And you said the revolution is going to be much, much bigger than the internet revolution. You said by the end of this decade, it's going to be two types of businesses, those that use it fully and those that are no longer a business. So exactly. that definitely gives you a lot of perspective. Yeah. Um, just one other question about it, because it's obviously very powerful. Now, obviously, uh, some people are worried about AI. Some people are afraid, you know, they watch those sci-fi movies, they're afraid it's going to take over humanity and take away our jobs. Is that something people should be worried about, or is that just way overblown? See, um, first of all, let's step back. Whenever there is a new technology, especially revolutionary technology that is introduced, 
people react the same way because people don't understand technology and whatever we don't understand, human nature is to be afraid of it. Um, so I'll give you an example where, uh, you know, when the automobile was invented, people called it the devil's vehicle, right? Because it was spewing out some smoke. Uh, when the internet came along, uh, many people may remember if they're uh, old enough, that Y2K became a big problem where, you know, people started getting uh, uh, spooked out by Y2K and similar to uh, the pandemic, uh, you know, everybody started buying toilet papers, thinking that, uh, you know, um, uh, the grocery stores will shut down and whatnot. So this is human nature. Now, coming back to AI, um, yes, um, the most of the fear is just uh, overblown based on, you know, Hollywood movies like uh, like the Terminator and whatnot. But there is also some truth that some jobs will be replaced. Okay. But that doesn't mean that uh, people will not have any work to do. Uh, they will get better jobs. They will get more meaningful jobs. And especially people who are willing to embrace the technology, who are willing to work with it, who are willing to, you know, use it to become more productive, they will be just fine. They will, in fact, make more progress than ever. But if people refuse to use technology, obviously they will uh, they will be left behind. Like I'll give you an example: if in today's world you refuse to use email or a smartphone, how far do you think you will get? Yeah, absolutely. You need to use them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely some good stuff there. So yeah, you mentioned that um, you know, like a lot of new technology scare people. You mentioned the automobile people called it the devil's vehicle. You know, internet came, people were concerned with white okay. And there's always fear when people are afraid because they're not used to it. And you know, and you mentioned some jobs will get lost, but a lot of new jobs will be created as well. So that'll probably be, be the same thing that happens with AI. And you mentioned like, you know, people don't use smartphones or they're gonna be left behind. So if they don't use this technology, they're definitely gonna be left behind. There's definitely a lot of good stuff there in my news. Um, now, you know, you talk about the power of your mind. How can you use the power of your mind to achieve anything to be successful? You know, how, it is a powerful thing. And a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, yeah. See, um, I'll give you a couple of statistics. Um, an average human thinks about sixty to 70,000 thoughts per day. Okay. And 90% of those thoughts are negative. This is a typical scenario. So when people think about success, once again, going back to my previous uh, point, most people don't have an idea of a clear idea of what that success looks like. Uh, and, and when you don't have a clear idea, you all you are already at a disadvantage. And now you are thinking 60 to 70,000 thoughts, which are negative. What will that result in? It will result in, oh, you know, I cannot do this. This is too difficult. I cannot figure it out. Nobody's going to help me. You know, all these things start to um, come up, but success always takes effort and success always means overcoming huge challenges. So the power of the mind comes in where you see possibilities when you see challenges, because every major breakthrough, every major success you had in life, you can, you can just think about it. You can test it out in your own life, in your kid's life anybody's life every major success you had was immediately preceded by a big challenge okay let me repeat that every major success you had in your life was immediately preceded by a big challenge 
and the reason yeah. is because just like when you need to go to the gym to build muscles you need to go to the life's gym to build that muscle to get the success so the power of the mind comes in where you start to recognize all these challenges are opportunities for growth and you keep going and you keep uh, you know uh, grinding until you get what you want which is the clear definition of that success that that is clear in your mind so all of these things are part and parcel uh, of how your mind is structured what is your mindset what do you think on daily basis who do you surround yourself with um, and once when you get all these things in place finding success becomes easier because it the process becomes enjoyable the process becomes easier faster and um, just most of the challenges start to become uh, opportunities for growth so that's the that's the sort of the very quick version of how this all works but obviously when we work with our clients on these concepts we give them very specific tools and frameworks all based on technology all based on ai to you know get these things um, implemented quickly no awesome definitely agree success takes efforts <laughs> overcoming challenges and every breakthrough you have comes from overcoming these challenges and opportunities for growth and you're right we have to overcome the fact that most of our thoughts are 60 to 70,000 are overwhelmingly negative now as we're coming toward the end of our interview are there any last minute pieces of advice of advice you'd like to share with our audience um as a, uh, so i will say that we are living in one of the greatest times in history a lot of um groundbreaking technologies are coming together okay so in human history in human evolution uh, groundbreaking technologies come about like maybe 50 years apart 100 years apart um, but right now uh, a lot of groundbreaking technologies are coming together like ai quantum computing blockchain and these are going to change the way we live and work and play so please uh, don't give in to the fear and misinformation about these technologies because if you do you will have to play a huge catch up in the in a few years so please try to get ahead try to adopt these technologies try to use them to uh, make more progress in your business you know automate your business and uh, just just grow healthy and happier and prosperous that is my message all right great stuff Ed. totally great Def definitely listen Manoj, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a real pleasure. You share a lot of great tips, a lot of great value. I know those that are listening to this interview appreciate all that you shared. And if you want to get in touch with you, what is the best way for them to contact you? Yeah, you can go to my website, Manoj Agarwal, or find me on LinkedIn, um, even Google my name. I'm easy to find on the internet. Awesome. Thanks again, Manoj. Really appreciate it. Have yourself a great day. Absolutely. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed listening, please smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our amazing episodes. Please also leave a five-star rating review and have an awesome day.